Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. Today I'd like to welcome our special guest, Charles Edwards. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Charles, we're so excited to have you here. Um, I usually start off every episode by asking if you would share where and when you were born and a little about the place where you grew up. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I was born and raised in Lexington, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. A little small town in central Mississippi. It's, it's like, uh, what, 200,000 people there or whatnot. Okay. And there ain't nothing to brag about. <laughs> Not too much big to brag about. I love it. <laughs> and do you have, did you, did you or do you still have a big family in that area? Yes, yes. Lots um, of cousins, aunts, uncles. Yes. Uh, I had like three three different aunties or uh, mm-hmm. nieces and nephews. Okay. Um, a lot of siblings. My dad had like 21 children all together. That's a lot to keep up with. And the rest of the girl. yes. And do you, did you play with all these siblings? Or was it a pretty big age spread? No, I, I really didn't know nothing but maybe one, two three okay. of my siblings outside okay. of my mother's church. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Okay. Yes. And That's I recently just met uh, maybe about four four of my siblings uh, three or four years ago. That's interesting. Yes. Was it a family reunion or like no, a holiday together? Facebook. Oh, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, yes. Mm-hmm. The way. Yes. Social media. Social Keeping media. us all together. That's right. <laughs> what were your favorite um, things to do as a child there? The... Uh, I like riding horses most of all. Ooh. I like riding horses. I like to hunt. I like to go fishing. You know, I was more of a loner. I didn't play with kids my age and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mostly stayed to myself. But then uh, before we had toys, y'all gonna laugh at me. Before we had toys in our home, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my grandmother raised three of us by herself, so yep. we didn't have toys to play with. Mm-hmm. So my friends was little insects outside up oh. under the tree, <laughs> you know. Little bugs? To figure them out, yes. Oh. I, you know, I try to figure out how they walk, how they live, mm-hmm. what they do. Fascinating. Yes. So. Well, we had a minute to talk just before the show started, and I, I think I would like to deem you the Renaissance man of Tales from the Manor. <laughs> Tales from the Manor. <laughs> you guys are in for a good show. I didn't even know you like to ride horses and hunt. Yes, yes. But I also know that one of your um, hobbies when you were younger turned out to take you pretty far in life, which was your artistic talent. Yes, yes. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, well, Maybe your one, parents and... Well, when I was young, I used to, like I said earlier, I drew on the walls a lot and took a lot of whoopings because <laughs> I messed up nice paint right. and... Uh, I get markers and stuff, and I paint on my clothes. Oh. I thought I was the coolest kid in school and whatnot. <laughs> so my mom, one day she decided to stop whooping me for it and, and realize that that's a passion or, or a, it's a love inside. So right. it's a God-given talent. So she don't want to just beat it away from me. Mm-hmm. She she embraced it, and then she um, just you know kind of bought the whatnot for me to 
to draw on paper, pen, anything she thought that would help me. Right. And so uh, I would win in all kind of contests in school. Amazing. Uh, going on uh, science fairs, drawing stuff for other people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so um, I eventually went to Chicago, and uh, I, they was closing down a Co- uh, Cabrini Greens. Uh-huh. Um, it's a co- uh, complex. Yep. And uh, I won first place trying to help them to, through the art, excuse me, through the art to save that place because it was for a lot of poor people. Really? And so they eventually closed it down anyway. So I moved from there and went to Indiana. And okay. I submitted a, um, a big piece for the Kentucky Derby. Uh-huh. And I didn't even think I was going to get to be uh, the winner. And I, I was actually the winner. So I, I packed up my stuff and I moved up there fast. Was this a further. nationwide contest? But yes, ma'am. And you won first place. Yes. And so then you went to Kentucky. No. To the Derby. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to go there. Oh. Um, I've been there, but yeah. not for that reason. Right okay. There. I went. Um, I moved to Indiana. Oh, I uh, see. Indianapolis. From Chicago. Yes. Okay. So from there, that's when I got involved with uh, with the uh, Who's Art Salon. Mm-hmm. And I think Miss Karen Pence and uh, the Vice President, they. They sponsored a big deal in that. They were big sponsors, and uh, I met a lot of huge people. When I walked in to to get my award one night, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never thought that I was going to be... Paparazzi? Yes. People were <laughs> taking pictures of me, and yeah. it messed me up. I felt nervous, but yeah. I felt good, too, because, yeah. I, you know, uh, I was the only black guy, a uh, black person yeah. in the whole art industry wow. that was getting it like I was getting it. And... <clears throat> yes, sir. And then I, I never went to school for art, so that was a real big deal for me. Amazing. You know, and didn't take me long to do it. They people were putting in orders, wow. and just I had emails, all kinds of wow. pieces of mail coming to my house, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So did you realize what a big deal that was when you got to the award ceremony, or did you get an inkling before? It took me. It took me my third win. First place. Okay. I won three times. Uh, same contest? Same contest. Wow. Well, I, it was in different places, but okay. the same same thing. Okay. I won three times, uh, first place, mm-hmm. and then I won best of show two times. So it took me maybe around my third first uh, best of show, I mean my second best of show to actually realize what, what kind of yeah. a deal this is. Wow. I told my lady, I was like, man, this is like a celebrity di- uh, status. You totally. Know? I didn't really understand that. Yeah. You know? So I was really just having fun. That's amazing. I made some money off of it, too. Good for you. Yeah. As you should. Yes. What do you think your favorite um, thing is that you've learned as an artist? Like, any different tricks or um, favorite mediums you like to use or materials? Well, yes, um... My main thing was a pencil. I, I grew mm-hmm. up with a pencil, but they advanced. I, I love what a chalk, what the charcoal stick could do, and the charcoal pencil. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also learned that I could take a paintbrush uh, um, and go w- take it to my my my, my drawing, and mm-hmm. it can help me out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It can stretch out some more details, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it can make me go on the other end and, and do something. And it's like whoa. I didn't know it was going to pop out like that. Amazing. You know, yeah, especially with that charcoal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Swipe it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. So the biggest thing is for me now, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, oil paints. Oil paints. Oil paints, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. 
I went from watercolors. Mm-hmm. I understood that real quick. Yep. And then I moved up to oil paints. And so that's where I'm kind of stuck at right now. I'm still trying to Thriving in. Yes, yes. I'm still trying to get it. Yeah. Do pretty good. You're working I'm, with it. Yes, definitely. So it's interesting because you take a medium and you basically, it sounds like what you do is you tackle it. And once you, I don't, I don't like to use the word perfect, but once you feel <clears> like <throat> you get it all figured out, you move on to another medium. Right, right. So we talked a little bit earlier about um, another artistic talent that you have is that you were a very good singer when you were younger. Yes. And then s- something happened that changed that a little bit when you were 15. Can you tell us what happened? Yes. Uh, me and, me and my, uh, one of my old school friends, we was out um, with some little guns. and we had, They actually was BB guns. Uh-huh. But we taped some bullets on the end of them. Uh-huh. And we were shooting at birds. And then we'd tape another one up there pow, and shoot yeah. it. So he was playing with me, and he put it up to my neck, and he said, I'll shoot you. And he was playing, though, and I was like, nah, man, move the gun like that. And mm-hmm. so before you knew it, he pulled the trigger, and the bullet went into my neck, and it stopped. And that was our God. I, I can't give nothing and nobody else credit for that but God. Mm-hmm. It stopped, and the doctor told me that if it had moved to the left, I could have been paralyzed, or maybe to the right, I could have been dead. So that was our God. Man. Yes. Close, close one. Yes, very close. I didn't realize I was bleeding until I got home. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. What's that? Right, right. Well, did it hurt? I didn't feel it. I'm going to be honest. I felt some pressure. I didn't mm-hmm. feel it, you know, mm-hmm. until later on. Then I started wanting some, like, uh, I wanted ice. Yeah. I wanted some ice and I wanted cold water, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, eating up a lot of freeze pops before the ambulance got there. <laughs> Freeze pops. (laughs) Freeze pops to the rescue. Well, so let's talk a little bit about your boxing career. Yes. When did that start? I was about 13, Mm -hmm. uh, 13, 14, and uh, I just loved to fight a lot. Yeah. And my grandmother, again, she was there all the time, so she, um, I go to school, I fight the teachers. uh, Mm -hmm. You couldn't say two words to me. I was hot-tempered. I real quick to to go off, so yeah. uh, I, you know, fighting was my thing. So my mother told me, say, you know what? They going they opened it up a boxing academy down here in Jackson. I'm gonna send your little tail down there. So Channel she did. That yes, yes. <laughs> she told me just get in the ring and, and punch it out. And I learned a lot. And the coach told me that uh, he said you have a natural gift. Mm-hmm. Your hand and eye coordination. Right. So it makes sense with the art now. Now that I'm old and looking at it, it, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, they, you know, they trained me real well and told me if I if I pursued, I could go real real far yeah. in boxing. Okay. I just, you know, I was my aim was to hurt. Yeah. But that was hurting me mm-hmm. most of all. Mm-hmm. That's why my hands are wrapped up now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. And then, how long did you box until? Uh, I how did old? Uh, six years uh, boxing. Um, okay. I was up there, and there. I don't know, forgot what age I come out of there. 18, 19? Somewhere like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I was actually a grown, grown man. Wow. Yeah. And from there, ended up, I used my hands the wrong time mm-hmm. with the wrong person. I mm-hmm. ended up in jail. Dang. And it changed my whole world. Oh, no. Yes, it changed my whole world. And so from then to now, mm-hmm. I refuse to want to hit someone. Yeah. I don't want to hit nobody. Yep. You know? I guess not. <laughs> You don't. So, were you in Mississippi? Yes. How long did you have to? How long were you in jail? Five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That horrible experience, or was uh, how can, or was it, was it what you expected it to be? 
it was actually worse. Uh huh. Um, it, you know, I thought it was gonna be people aiming at me, right. messing with me. Uh huh. But after my first couple of fights in there, nobody really bothered with me. Right. You know, so I just witnessed people getting killed in prison yes. and, and thrown off the balconies, and mm-hmm. I witnessed, uh, you know, a bunch of crazy sexual right. incidences in there. Yep. These things never came my way. People were afraid. I was yes. little, but they was afraid. Well, because they you know. Didn't. So, but it wasn't what I thought it would be. I thought they was gonna come and try to beat me up and right. take my little milk and yeah. take my little food or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, none of that never happened. But witnessing that is really that does a number on you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I've seen guys get killed in the kitchen line over pieces of cornbread because his bread was bigger, and yeah. seen them get killed in prison, mm-hmm. get their throat cut because of a. Uh, Excuse me, a dice game. They mm-hmm. shooting dice uh, over some cookies, little yeah. small Roman noodles. Yep. And it's the little petty things, you know. Something that I never thought about. Never thought that I would actually witness in my life. Right. So that would be a difference right there. What did it feel like the day you walked out of there? It was, uh, it was more scary. It to was? Tell you the truth, yes. It was more scary because... I had got so immune to the prison life right. that yeah. I didn't know what to expect when I got out. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> like uh, the last, I've been in, I've been in there a couple of times. So, mm-hmm. one of the times I got out of jail, out of prison, mm-hmm. and I had never seen a cell phone day in my life. When I yeah. did see one, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't understand what it was. Yeah. And then when I got me one, I still didn't. I didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Doing they said yeah. um, texting. It was a T. T9. T9, yes. They were telling me about that, and it confused me. It was so, confusing to yeah. the rest of us as well. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't alone. <laughs> well, that feel, I feel a whole lot better. Yeah, so, but that coming out of prison wasn't as happy as they would make it seem. And a lot of guys uh, coming out of prison ain't as happy. They want to get out of there mm. because we tired of going to bed at a certain time. We tired of the, yeah. the crappy food mm-hmm. and not being a go and come when we get ready. But to me, in my mind, I'm thinking, that is the smallest complaint y'all really have or something that y'all really dislike. But you got a big old world out here and people out here and everybody got a different mentality. Yep. Mm-hmm. They think different, they perceive things different, they mm-hmm. they don't understand what you understand, what work for you may not work for them. And you gotta learn how to position yourself and deal with people. Cause if you don't, True. you know, type of thing, you know, you end up in there real quick. Mm-hmm. So coming out of prison ain't as beautiful as they seem, but it's a right. beautiful thing when yeah. like when I met her. Yes. I create we created a little sign, two years old, and I thank God. You do, okay. And so these are the reasons I have more respect of staying out of prison than coming out of the if you can Mm-hmm. Kind of get what I'm saying. I hear you. That that feel better to mm-hmm. stay out than to just get out, you know. Because sometimes you can get out. That's and right. Go right back in. That's the hard part. Right. Staying out. Right. Mm-hmm. So you put up a big fight there, and with the boxing uh, ability, mm-hmm. your boxing is not just here; it's up here and then here too. So you have to utilize these same techniques out here without the hand, mm-hmm. but in the mind. There you. There you. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are just tuning in, 
I'm Jay Smith, along with my co-host, Summer Anderson, and we're talking to Charles Edwards, uh, a little bit about his life and his boxing and art career, and we're going to just take a short break here and play a song that he's chosen called Matters of the Heart by Tracy Chapman, and um, I just want you guys to enjoy the music, and thanks so much for listening to OHM Radio, your non-profit, non-commercial radio station. so much for tuning in to 96.3 ohm radio your non-profit non-commercial local radio station we are broadcasting live from workshop at 1503 king street inside the ohm radio station my name is summer anderson and i along with jay smith are the hosts of tales from the manor for those of you just joining us we have been talking to charles edwards about art boxing prison near misses <laughs> And yeah. someone upstairs who's looking out for you. There we go. There we go. Now I think we should dive into a little bit of love. Got a bit of love. Okay. <laughs> this matters of the heart song. So it's such a beautiful song. Yes. Um, by the way, great choice. Thank uh, you. So what's the matters of your heart it's over there? The matters of my heart. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but she's in the studio she's with in us the today. Yes. Well, I got you know that that song goes is the heavy, heavy, real deep heavy song to me and uh, it's, it's every beat every word every little melody in the in this song matters to me mm-hmm. you know and the, when she say uh it's the matters of the heart you know you you gotta think my lady 20 and i'm 44 that's a big gap big mm-hmm. difference mm-hmm. and when you don't have anyone to care for you <clears throat> excuse me when your parents is uh i guess drug addicts and people who don't really care but they have to claim you because you got some type of income coming in or whatever uh-huh. then they feel lost and thrown away but then when they can show you not just tell you but when they can show you that they care and love you you know and you reach back for that same love and say you know what well, i'm gonna love her back because ain't no way in the world she's supposed to be throwing all of this love at me mm-hmm. and I'm still acting like a player or mm-hmm. some type of Mac daddy or chasing mm-hmm. other women type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I sit back and God gave me the ability to look deeper into the mind and heart of people in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. So I look into her and I listen to everything she say. I watch everything she do yeah. and everything that everything she do say spells love, you know, yes. all day long. Right. So that right there, that song that song tells me, you know, 
It ain't about the beauty, because she is very beautiful. Very beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. thank you. And it's not about the money, because we ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Can't buy me when it love. when it comes to when it comes to love, I look at it like it, it really matters about the person's heart. They can do something wrong. With her being as young as she is, she could do something wrong. I could easily say, man, that ain't the way to do it. Man, get out of the way. Woo. You know, I mm -hmm. could go mad about mm -hmm. it, but I don't. I look at the intentions and say, okay, yep. it is what matters, man. That, that's what's in her heart. You know, she loves herself and God. Mm -hmm. I do too. Mm -hmm. And we love each other. We love life. You yep. know what I'm saying? So, and your son. Yeah. Yes, my son is, yes. What's his name? Charles Edward Jr. Oh, yeah, I love you have a good season. name. It's a very strong name. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm glad you passed that down. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when I hear you say it's very evolved when you're looking at the intention always and that you listen to her and you look at her and you know that reminds me of your grandmother. Right. Because she was looking at you and your talent and then providing right. the things you needed for that to flourish. Mm -hmm. And then she saw you with the boxing, which I think a lot of people would have a hard time putting those two things together and saying like, well, no, let's send him to a boxing ring so he can work with this. Right. Which is pretty amazing. Yes, yes. And it passed down to you. Yes, ma'am. Because you're doing the same thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. She she instilled it in us, so I guess whatever you, like the Bible say, you mm -hmm. uh, train a child in the way it should go, and yep. then he should never follow up that path. So mm -hmm. I think that Bible verse became real mm -hmm. in my life through mm -hmm. uh, the example you just gave about my grandmother. What do you call mm -hmm. her? Uh, mama. Okay. Yes. She deceased now, but I still she call her passed. mama. Uh, she died in 96. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was actually locked up. She oh, was my best friend. Oh, no. She was all I really had. My mother was uh, sick. She was she had a mental condition mm -hmm. that that caused her a breakdown all through her life. So, mm -hmm. but she's still living, thank God. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, my grandmother, she she took a lot of weight, yeah. and again, like uh, Tracy said, uh, it's the matters of the heart, right? Mm -hmm. My grandmother used to be able to um, take whatever little penny she got and take mm -hmm. care of all three of us yeah. on her own. Yeah. She stopped working to come to Mississippi. She used to live in Chicago. She quit oh, working she to did. come to Mississippi to take care of once my mother got sick. Wow. So then, you know, she, she just gave up her whole life and took care of us, raised yeah. us up. And her only prayer was, and she always told us, she said, my only prayer to God is that I live long enough to see you guys get grown. Mm -hmm. Growing up, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if she can do that, then it's okay. So, it, everything that was in her heart, that it mattered. Yeah. It mm -hmm. really mattered in changing our lives and building us up. And so when I heard that song, mm -hmm. Tracy, yeah. it take me back. Did still to this day, mm -hmm. it takes me back to the, a lot of loving things my grandmother did for me. So, That's amazing. Yes. So. I want to go back a little bit and ask you, how, how did, exactly did you end up in Charleston? What brought you to this area? Um, well, her mother, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. she called us when we was in Mississippi. <clears throat> um, I was taking care of my mother, which is older now, but um, mm -hmm. she called her through Facebook and told her that well, she, she got uh, some type of, um, something going on with her heart, heart mm -hmm. failure. Mm -hmm. So we ended up putting up everything we had. We we let everything go, our home and everything. Mm -hmm. And left my son with my uh, auntie. Mm -hmm. And we headed this way. Mm -hmm. To get here to find out she's not on, she's not in the hospital. She can't get to the hospital. She don't have any insurance mm -hmm. and none of this stuff. And then mm -hmm. come to find out it was all, I just got high that night. 
when I talk to y'all. Oh, no. She took it serious. Yeah. We hit it up this way. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so when, while living at her house, um, mm. we learned about a place down the street called 180 Place. Yeah. And that, you know, it was, it made me so mad at her house to see her run around all day, every day, just as happy she can be and not mm. giving up everything I had. Everything I worked for, right. a lot of my artwork got yeah. destroyed, stolen, mm-hmm. you know, just lost, everything gone. And so I ended up here, uh, down here at the 180 place. Mm-hmm. And thank God I had to hurry up and find a place again. So yep. came, uh, found out about the Justin Ford Manor place, and mm-hmm. they accepted us in and yeah. been there ever since. We're trying to do the best we could to stay there. There you go. Yes. What are you the proudest of in your life? My son. Yes. Yes, my son. What's he like? A duplicate of me. <laughs> yes. I tell you, I have a, a certain, uh, mm-hmm. I got a unique walk. Yes. And my father, I get it from my father. Yes. And my mama swing her arms oh when she walks. So, but then when I stand, I stand back and I lean on a leg or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Like one leg broken all the time. Right. So I get pictures of my son and I'm noticing he do the same thing. And That's so amazing. with him being two, uh-huh. I know he's not saying, well, I'm going to stand like my dad. Right. I'm going to walk like my dad. I get to see an innocent me all over again. Yes. So when I, you know, that's why I want, I can't wait to get him so I can reshape him yes. and mold. Because uh-huh. that's me uh-huh. in a baby form. So I yeah. can redo that all over again. Right. And or maybe, maybe he'll be reshaping you yeah. and molded you. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, that's what I believe going to happen. But isn't that amazing with genes how yes. there's just this in, these innate likenesses? Right. That it's just genetics. Yeah, right. I always like to end the show uh, with this question here. How would you like to be remembered? Real simple. Real simple. I would rather be remembered as a man who really did love himself some God because without it, without him, and without believing in him, you ain't going to make it. Ain't nothing going to work for you. At least for me, the moment I leave God out the picture, ain't nothing working but mm-hmm. when I add him to it I read the Bible mm-hmm. blessings come my way mm-hmm. and I don't do it for the material goods or whatever I do it because I want to understand God right you know in life because God is life and he is love yep so without you can't tell me you love me and don't love God or know God you can't say I'm living life and then you ignore God so mm-hmm. like that. yes You've been listening to Enough Pies, Tales from the Manor, a conversation with residents of the Joseph Floyd Manor with me and my co-host, Jay Smith. To learn more about Enough Pie, a nonprofit that uses creativity to connect and empower our community on Charleston's Upper Peninsula, please visit enoughpie.org. To learn more about OM Radio, please visit www.omradio963.org. Charles, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's incredible to hear your life story. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Tales from the Manor listeners. We'll see you back here next time. Remember to listen to love and circulate positivity. There you go. Thank you. Thank you.